0: Hi everyone, this is Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva. I first talked about gluten-free diets way back in 2012, and this trend is still going strong, so I thought I'd revisit this topic to see what's new. I recently got an email from Maria, who's studying journalism at City University London. Her assignment is to write an article on the gluten-free diet trend, and she asked me to answer a series of questions on the topic. Now, Maria's questions were astute. She'd obviously done some research before contacting me. Still, if I'm going to devote a couple of hours to working on someone else's homework, I figure you should at least benefit as well. So here are my answers to Maria's questions on gluten-free diets. Question 1. Some experts suggest that people don't have to have full-blown celiac disease to have serious problems and complications from eating gluten. Is this really the case? As the gluten-free diet fad has taken hold, some proponents have suggested that gluten is harmful for everyone, but many in the medical establishment insist that gluten is only a problem for people with celiac disease. However, patients and doctors alike have noticed that sometimes people who do not have celiac disease feel a lot better when they eliminate gluten from their diet, and these folks are said to suffer from non-celiac gluten sensitivity. If avoiding gluten helps people feel better, that's great. But recent research suggests that while the improvements some people feel when they eliminate wheat may be quite real, gluten may not be the culprit after all. And I talked about this in more detail in my episode, Is Non-Celiac Gluten Sensitivity For Real? Question number two, how common are celiac disease and or gluten sensitivity? Now, this is a very straightforward question without a straightforward answer. Celiac disease is thought to affect less than 1% of the population. The vast majority of these people don't know they have it. Ironically, though, about half of the people who think they have celiac disease actually don't. We've also seen a huge increase in the number of people being diagnosed with celiac over the last several decades, leading some to wonder whether something about our modern diet is actually causing the disease. Others argue that the increase simply represents better awareness and screening. And for every person with confirmed celiac disease, there are three or four more who are convinced that they have some sort of non-celiac gluten intolerance or sensitivity, and then there's 10 others who are avoiding gluten simply because they've heard it's bad for you. A recent poll found that nearly 30% of Americans are now trying to reduce or avoid gluten. Many of them have absolutely no idea why or even what gluten is. Maria's third question was, Are gluten-free alternatives, such as gluten-free bread, cake, and pasta, healthier and better for the average person with no underlying conditions? Actually, gluten-free foods are often lower in fiber and other nutrients than their conventional counterparts. Of course, as new gluten-free products have flooded the marketplace, it's become harder to generalize. In fact, Just in the time it took me to work on Maria's homework assignment, I received two emailed press releases about new gluten-free product lines. Gluten-free or not, the ingredient list and the nutrition facts panel tells you more about the nutritional quality of a food than the gluten-free label. If you have no medical reason to avoid gluten, a whole wheat pasta or bread may well be nutritionally superior to its gluten-free counterpart. Keep in mind, however, that bread, pasta, and other grain-based foods aren't super nutritious to begin with, and being made from gluten-free grains doesn't change that. As for cakes and cookies, taking out the gluten doesn't cancel out the sugar. Don't let that gluten-free health halo blind you to the truth. Whether gluten-free or not, sweet treats should be eaten in moderation.
2: Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
0: The next question is: Adopting a gluten-free diet a healthier life choice? It really depends on how you do it. Grain-based foods tend to be the least nutritious and the most over-consumed foods in the modern diet. If going gluten-free means that you eat less bread, crackers, pasta, and pretzels, and more legumes, vegetables, fruits, and nuts, that probably would improve the nutritional quality of your diet. If, on the other hand, you simply replace conventional bread, crackers, pasta, and pretzels with gluten-free versions, you haven't made your diet any more nutritious. And if you're eating more cookies, muffins, cereal, and pancakes simply because they're gluten-free, you might actually be taking a step backward nutritionally. In order to judge the nutritional quality of any diet, I'd have to know a lot more than just whether or not it includes gluten. And Maria's last question. Are restaurants and food brands correct when they advertise gluten-free foods as healthier alternatives? Not necessarily. Gluten-free means one thing and one thing only. That food does not contain that specific protein it tells you nothing about the food's overall nutritional profile. A gluten-free burrito may still contain an entire day's worth of fat, calories, or sodium. And a piece of gluten-free cheesecake may still blow your sugar budget for the weekend. For more tips and answers to your questions about gluten-free diets or any other diet trend, please visit our website at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com, where you'll also find a transcript for today's episode. If you have a question that you cannot find the answer to, please send it to me and I will answer it in a future podcast or newsletter. You can email me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or post it on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. Have a great week, everybody. Remember to eat something good for me.
1: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories